Hello, I'm Jim, and this is On the Left Side, the Funny Football Show. When Hugo Lloris confronts Hugh Minson like he does, is that a good thing for you or, or a That's bad thing? beautiful. This is all a bit weird. Here I am, ready to get stuck into a week of football, and there isn't really anything massively upsetting to talk about. There hasn't been a big incident of racism, no one said anything sexist, and there's barely even been any corruption. Even Graham Souness has been reasonably well behaved this week. What's your assessment of Jack Grealish? Well, I, I, when I was playing, I would not want to have been the most, is it the most foul player in the Premier League. That means I'm holding on to the ball too long. That means I've not seen the picture early enough. Oh yeah, he did have that unwarranted pop at Jack Grealish. But, I mean, it would have been really hard to have a pop at Paul Pogba this week, wouldn't it? You're not agreeing with me. And Grealish does kind of have equally silly hair. Why are you looking like that? It's just been a nice quiet week in football, even with Jose Mourinho proving himself to be a bit of a nice guy and not the nasty, spiky, moody, vindictive Jose that he's appeared to be in recent months. Even after his team were humbled 3-1 by Sheffield United this week, the special one interrupted Chris Wilder's TV interview to congratulate him. But hopefully we've turned a little bit of a corner and uh, we're moving forward. I'm sorry. I was in your office with your boys. No problem. We have to go. Pro- okay, thank best. you. Speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Excuse me. Take care. Excuse me. All right. Class act, by the way. What a nice bloke. I mean, absolutely terrible football manager at the moment, but a lovely bloke. Although, I did think at first what he was going to say was this I'm sorry, but I was just in your office with your wife. <laughs> not so clever now, are you? I think not. I think not. Which would have been much more in keeping with what I've come to expect from Mourinho. There was a nice moment too this week for the man who replaced Jose at Old Trafford as he gave his post-match interview following Manchester United's emphatic victory over Bournemouth. Can you, did you, uh, did Karen just mute you? Because Sam wasn't unmuted. Am I muted? Yeah. No, I'm muted. It looks it, yeah. Yeah, I'm muted, yeah. There we go. There we go. Who exactly is running the video calling system in the Premier League? Because given how that went, I've got a feeling they might also be involved in VAR. It's nice to see that even in the cash-rich world of football, they have exactly the same technological issues that you or I have when we're trying to do Zoom calls with your mum. No, no, you're muted. Press the... She can't hear me. You you need your headphones. Let me me type it. You're... Muted. Ah, oh, forget it. Call the FA. We found him another video referee if they want her. The only real piece of shithousery this week came from Manchester City, really, whose job it was to give the newly crowned champions of England, Liverpool, a guard of honour when they arrived at the Etihad Stadium this week. And it's safe to say there hasn't been a less welcome reception since Harry bought Meghan for tea at Buck's house for the first time, as Manchester City's players showed the same level of interest as any club has shown in the potential to sign Joe Hart. It is bizarre, but it's now become normal. It's been that long. This didn't seem to bother the players very much, but it did seem to wind up a whole load of Liverpool fans who were directing most of their anger at the supposed disrespect shown by Bernardo Silva, who dared to stand in the lineup applauding the champions whilst drinking a cup of tea. The bastard. I mean, really? Is this where we're at? Has the past few weeks of protest and argument and people dying not taught us that there are really bigger things to worry about than a footballer drinking tea during a girl of honour? Mm-hmm.
Not least that, for me, it just shows that Portuguese silver has finally integrated fully into British life. Something shit happens, you have a brew. Problem sorted. So instead of all the usual stuff that makes me crack a few jokes and then get all worthy on my soapbox, instead this week we can talk about something that I can get really passionate about. Balls. Because this week we have learnt a little bit more about the balls that Premier League players will be playing with next season. <laughs> now, this might all seem a little bit premature. That That's not even... Never mind. This might all seem a little bit premature, but remember, next season is effectively already here because this season should have ended. So even though it feels like we're three quarters of the way through the season, we're actually four quarters of the way through the season, which means sponsor agreements that should have come into force at the end of the season now come into force at this point of the season. Whew, got it? Anyway, Nike have unveiled their bold new design for the ball that we are going to see flying into goals up and down the land next year. And it looks like... A ball. Sure. Sometimes this stuff can feel a little bit like reinventing the wheel, but it's not reinventing the wheel. It's reinventing a ball, which is kind of like a 3D wheel, I guess, isn't it? Jesus, did I actually just invent a new wheel? Anyway, this new 3D wheel slash ball has loads of little grooves all over it, a little bit like a Predator boot, but a ball. And Nike are claiming that it's the most aerodynamic ball ever, with a 30% truer flight. Brilliant! You know what else is really aerodynamic? Oh, I know this one. Um, is it a wheel? A ball. This one, however, costs £120. And the fact that it's supposed to have a really true flight does make me question exactly how those previous ball-making meetings have gone in the past. OK, chaps, I've got an idea for a new ball that when you kick it, it goes the direction it is supposed to go. What do we think? Oh! about this wibbly wobbly ball you kick it it could go anywhere oh yeah let's make that one we can use it in the south african world cup it's got to be good news though hasn't it a ball that goes exactly where the player tries to kick it good news for everyone that is apart from joe linton who i don't think has hit a ball clearly in his life the other brilliant bit of football marketing that popped onto my radar this week was from the Iceland FA, who managed to make something as boring as designing a new crest for their kit sound like fucking Game of Thrones. This is a brilliant reveal video that they made to show off their bold new look. An island far at sea. From the dawn of time, the protectors have watched over the land. With vigilance, they stand guard and repel every invasion. Bull, steadfast, set with its sharp horns. Eagle, with its wingspan filling every valley from mountain to mountain. Dragon, fierce, with churning fire running through every vein. Giant, almighty, watching over soaring mountaintops and across the seas. Symbols of the unfaltering solidarity and harmony of a nation that never recoils against the storm. One mind, one heart that beats for Iceland. I am growing a beard, becoming a Viking and moving to Iceland. How bloody cool is that? Give them the World Cup trophy now. Maybe England need to do the same thing. But you know what? If they did, 
just can't quite see it having the same impact. An island in the sea, from the dawn of time, part of Europe, until recently. The spirit of our native animals symbolise the power of our people. Bull. Shit. We are full of it. Pigeon. Like a rat. But with wings. Sheep. Loads of them. Fucking everywhere once you get in the countryside. Seagulls. Chip stealing bastards. Symbols of a lack of solidarity and harmony of a nation that always gets overexcited, only to have its dreams ruined come the knockout stages. Again and again. One heart, one mouth that drinks for fuck's sake. And that is it for another episode of On The Left Side. Thank you very much for joining us. Make sure you do all the normal things that I ask you to do. And you always ignore me. Why do you always ignore me? I ask you to do simple things like click subscribe. Do you do it? No, you don't. I ask you to follow us on Twitter. Do you do it at On The Left Side? No, you do not. I ask you to leave us a review on iTunes. Do you do it? Do you fuck? Call yourself a mate. Fuck off. On The Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim? Jim? You alright, mate? What are you doing under there? Come on. Come on now. I'm sure they I'm sure they didn't mean it. Come on. I'll go get you a nice cup of tea. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Alright, come on. <laughs>